It is with great sadness that the Isle of Man TT racers can confirm the loss of Raul Torres Martinez following an incident on the final lap of the first Super Twin race of the 2023 Isle of Man TT races. Our heartfelt condolences go to Raul's family, loved ones and friends. An incredibly popular member of the Paddock family, Raul's smile was infectious and his love for the TT and the sport of road racing was apparent to anyone who was fortunate enough to meet him. Raul was competing in his fifth TT and had posted his fastest ever lap on the mountain course earlier today, passing a racing landmark by lapping at an average speed of 125 miles an hour and securing a 20th place finish in the Superstock race. When asked what his ambitions were in road racing, he had said to have fun with the bike and to be able to fight for a top 20 finish at the TT in a 1,000cc class. On his journey to reaching and achieving his racing ambition, he became the fastest Spaniard ever to have raced around the TT mountain course. Away from the TT, Raul was a regular competitor at the Northwest 200 and had also competed at the Ulster Grand Prix and the Macau Grand Prix. Racing was Raul's life, and the loss of such a passionate and spirited gentleman will be felt deeply by the entire TT community. The episode you're about to hear was recorded prior to this news. I don't know where to start with this, ladies and gentlemen. I opened my front door this morning, clouds in the sky. The bikes are supposed to be out in less than half an hour and there's moisture in the air. That's right, everybody. It's raining. It's just drizzle. It's that fine stuff that can really, really get you wet. But I'm currently walking through the paddock because Steve's just texted me and he's with a very, 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 very exciting young man that I want to speak to. And I've just now made my way into Michael Dunlop's uh, pit garage. Can't see a great deal because the sponsor boards are facing the other way. But there are a lot of tyres here. We've got um, many a tyre, all black, all round fitted to wheels if you can hear the music in the background clearly these boys like um, Manx FM and then as I walk into the uh, the garage we have got Michael's super twin bike ready to go currently one of the uh, the mechanics are sharpying the bottom of it literally colouring it in from where the uh, the bike's been bottoming out through Bagaro so he's making that look nice and sharp but over in the corner oh, I'm excited for this one it's it's Steve Plater, and he's with Carl Cox. Guys, guys, I'm going to jump in here. I'm, I'm absolutely lost for words. I'm fanboying at the moment. I'm absolutely fanboying. Um, Carl Cox, what an absolute honour to have you on the podcast. But like I just said before the start, I'm going to throw you under the bus. What's your favourite episode of the podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> I think I think it has to be the one where, where you interviewed Mickey, and, the other <laughs> one, <of course. laughs> and we're talking about the, uh, the 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 experience that Mickey had. Michael Dunlop. Hold on, you actually listened to the podcast? Yes. No. Absolutely, and uh, it was fantastic. Oh, you know, you, you really really got something out of him. I think a lot of people really felt that uh, it was a real kind of joy, you know, to to really get to, to 
people to understand where Michael comes from, you know, at the end of the day and, and how he sees things, you know, based on his experience. And, and he probably would never have had that IB for the experience unless I showed him the way. And it was really funny because he was so like a fish out of water, <laughs> you know, I'm in a 10,000 people club, it's called, it's called a privilege and it's in, it's in IB for, and, he, and he, you know, he just went for the crack, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll have a few beers and I'll go there and I'll maybe shake a leg now and again, you know, and he went there and he went, Oh Jesus! <laughs> What's going on here? He's trying to get a pint of lago. Pint of lago. You're going to get champagne, vodka, and all that sort of stuff. And I was watching the vodka. I was oh, chuckling so hard. It was like this is gold. This is absolute gold. So yeah, that's it, what yeah, it was. I'll be honest. I I spent a good two or three weeks bricking it because you just never know what you're going to get with Michael. No, you know, no. and it, it's. I understand why he is the way he is, yeah. but it was so nice to. To, to see him just relax into it and yeah. and open up a little bit and I think I think we found out a lot more about Michael than most people ever get to find out. About yeah, him. obviously I've spent a lot of time with him. You know, go around the house or flipping, you know, various various different events, places, and obviously with the TV job. But what about you, Carl? You know, you, you come to the Alaman TT, you love it, you you wander around, you yeah. kind of go all places, all sorts of places on the island, and you just seem to love it and lap it up. And you've got time for everybody. That's what gets me. Yeah, I don't know how I do that, actually. You know, everyone stops, stops me for, for everything, and, and I just turn around and I go, yeah, no worries, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I make You're sure just I've, a fan You're just a fan of you. my teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Nothing up me nose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not, not like that. <laughs> bogus, bogus, bogus. bogus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got to make sure that you're groomed, you know, because you know, sometimes people look at you and, and they go, oh, he's got stuff hanging out of his ears and stuff like that. You're not ready for half of this stuff half the time. But, yeah, you know, I... I I was a you know, person, you know, watching racing on the fence, you know what I mean? And, and I know what it's like to be there. And then you, you, then you see someone that you would like to have a picture with or chat or, or just to associate yourself with. I know what it feels like to be that person. Yeah. So I don't want to be that person that says, no, I've got no time for you. I, maybe later on, if, if it's your time to get whatever you want from me right now to this it. And everyone's super happy with that. I mean, obviously, speaking the marshals, everybody around so far. And, and it's been a real nice joy to be able to add something from, from what I like to see happen from my own perspective in the end of the day as a person that's just basically has, has been following racing for since I was oh, 12 or 13 years old, going to Brands Act, watching Barry Sheen go around and, and, and the old sidecars and everything. I've been, been, I've been that person the whole time. And... You know, I, I, I've never really had aspirations of being a, a, a racer, a road racer or, or, or even circuit racing at any point. But I, I get it, I understand it because I'll, I'll have my own motorcycles. I'd actually race myself through drag racing. So I have a professional drag racing license. The fastest I've been is 5.9 seconds at 252 miles an hour. And that's me. And that's with... My, my race weight. <laughs> that, <laughs> some grip. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Ballast, you know what I mean? <laughs> get, that, get that weight over the back tyre, you know. Uh, I've always been into drag racing, you know, uh, Santa Pod Raceway back in the day. Um, I used to, used to do a thing called Run What Your Brain, which I think they still do now today. Yeah, yeah. And I used to have like 850 minis and all sorts of Can't things. I'll go up the strip and just break it, you know what I mean? And then come back with a full Cortina or something, go out there and break that, you know what I mean? And I thought, hang on, this is getting expensive, you know. <laughs> I don't think I'm, 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 I'm cut for this. So, but as time went on, you know, I started earning some money, DJ and everything, and I've gone back into drag racing now, but into the professional series of drag racing called Pro Mod Racing. Uh, and so my campaign now is Pro Mod Racing uh, here in, in the UK um, and Europe. As I do six rounds, I think, I believe. Um, and I've just bought a new Pro Mod car, which I was testing last week uh, in Alabama, <laughs> all the places in Birmingham. And uh, that's coming over in about five or six weeks. Yes. And you'll be able to see me 
racing that car in Centre Pod when it comes over. So, so just so, for the listeners, just what kind of vehicle is that? What horsepower as well? Um, up to 5,000 horsepower. So basically, Get out. Sorry, it, what? 5,000 horsepower. Get out. I actually do naught uh, to 60 foot in under a second. So we don't, yeah. we don't measure naught to 60 seconds. We, not, we measure naught to 60, 60 foot. foot. Yeah. In Get how many? Under a second. 0.96. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's hey, like that's got to be some buzz. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh I get it when they're God. going down the Solby at 200, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But they're keeping it on. I actually do 200 in, 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 and plus in a quarter mile. So if you think about going that fast in a quarter mile, you've got to scrub that speed off. So you need two big-ass parachutes to come oh, out yeah. to slow you off, slow you down in the real estate that you have to, to, to break in that area. So having brakes is only a thing that stabilises you. But, you know, these guys are going, going, going down the Solby and then they've got to pull up to turn. So that's pretty scary, Steph, as well, you know, Terrifying. based on what's going on. On. But I understand speed, so I know what it's like to, to go that fast. But, you know, with, with motorbikes, and uh, I'll I just behold. I mean, I've, I've got my bikes around the island, and I'll just poodle around, you know, at the correct speeds, of course. Legally. Legally, you know. <laughs> but there was one time when I've I, I got like a Generation 1 um, BMW uh, 1000RR, and, and I, was, I was there off-season, and I've got, got a house here, and just, just passed Crosby, and, uh, and I spent some time here, you know, and I just thought, oh, I've got a place to be, so wee! <laughs> so, so I'm going down the mountain, and I go, oh, can I come into it? And I go down, and I got to the cottage, and I'm going down to the crag, the bar, and I go, oh, and I just sort of police down at the bottom there and I was like oh shit the police I was like oh I got on the brakes the I thought there's no speed let me yeah. <laughs> the boys are looking at me going yeah and I just went round I was just <laughs> like ah this is great you know but I get it I feel it I get it I understand it and and that's I have so much respect for the riders and the sidecars and anyone so, that gets so, themselves around so the only reason we're still DJing now then is to feed that hunger for this passion that's it it's essentially do, do you know what it's, it's kind of turned into that yeah. and I remember uh, Steve McQueen you know he was only doing movies because he loved racing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so I, I kind of get the idea of all of that. I mean, I, I don't play golf, collect stamps or butterfly catching. I don't do any of that stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> but what floats my boat is, 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 is able to help others uh, achieve their goals, their wants and needs in their life. And, and you know, with me and Michael, me, I was, when I first got here, I kind of I passed Michael in the pits. And I know of the dynasty and the Dunlops and everything that goes through it. I wasn't. I wasn't around enough to, to, to you know, have the Joey, Joey Dunlop era and, yeah. and obviously Robert and, and, uh, and obviously Paul William, uh, God bless his soul, in the end, I already started to get to know him through Michael. But, you know, Michael kind of turned around a couple of times and he knew, kind of knew who I was. But his interest is this black guy, you know, he's here, you know, I think he's a DJ, you know, mm -hmm. no, no clue what's going on. And then he went to New Zealand and he saw Cold Cross Motorsport with sidecars in New Zealand and then... That's where we started to connect. And I wasn't sure about you know, supporting a solo rider in the Isle of Man TT, but if I was going to do anyone, yeah. it's going to be Michael Dunlop, you know what I mean? And then, and then, we, then we started to talk to each other um, quite a bit, and then I got to interview him once, which normally most people don't get to interview yeah. him at all, yeah. and I am talking to Michael, and we just found we had an interest. Um, you know, at the particular time, he had a beautiful Mark II uh, Escort that he was rallying, yeah. which he broke. Yeah. Slightly. <laughs> um, and he just loves it, you know. But, I, but I've got 
two of them, RS2 2000s. And I'm like, hey, go, hey, you got, you got, you got the four Escorts. That's yeah. it. And that was it, you know. We didn't talk about girls or anything. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just cars, just you know. And then, then that was it, you know. And it, clinched, it clinched our ideas <laughs> of who we are as people. And, and we are just people at the end of the day that just love what we do. So how many know? people around the... Because I see your, I see the Carl Cox Motorsport logo on loads of different things around here. How many people do we support at the TT? Uh, so it's Paget Paget Racing with uh, David Todd and, yep. and Connor, um, of course Michael, and uh, on the on the sidecars uh, it's uh, Dave Molly yep. and um, uh, and John Holden, which I'm so happy about John oh, coming brilliant. through and getting on so the podium with. Bit of luck, of course, but we all need that some, sometimes. That's but racing. It's just, but it's racing, and it's good for him because last year when I was talking to him and I've known of his Barnes race and everything for many, many years and, and, and it was just gutted because he wasn't able to race last year yeah. and, and he was doing commentary and that sort of stuff but he knew he's got one more in him and, and, I, and I took him aside I said, Look, whatever you want to do to come back and then I'll help you. Brilliant. So, he said 4.2 million. I was like, that's a bit too much. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just tone it down a little bit and uh, get a bit of change into him <laughs> and that bit of change has helped him, his campaign to come through and then show his prowess still uh, well, over 70 years old. And that's a beautiful story for him. And, it's, and fa- it, it's a fairy tale. It's a fairy tale, it's, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he came on the podcast and was a little bit doom and gloom, no passenger and really struggling and maybe talking about knocking it on the head. And you know what I mean? And then I went to him in, in the winner's enclosure and just grabbed, I said, mate, what a story. What a I beam. Said, He's just beaming, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And, and it's just beautiful to be able to, just, like I said, it's a little bit of, of, of support what I can give as able room to, to end up on the podium like that and I was afar from afar so I, I, I could feel it but I wasn't yeah. there but I know that in his heart that whatever I did to help it's got him there and that's, that's beautiful so that was really great and then Tim Reeves racing yeah. uh, and, and him having Mark Wilkes back on the chair was great yeah. you know, I, you know we, we had a Colcott's Motorsport um, uh, full, full race race uh, uh, entry last time but Tim still you know he's still got it in him he's still still fit still looks good oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got no hair but you Anyway, who so, has these days? Any, you guys. Any other <laughs> disciplines? Obviously, you know, TT wise, and and, uh, and with the sidecars, yourself, drag racing. Any other disciplines you're involved with? I'm involved in uh, TCR racing in, in Australia, which is uh, uh, Australian touring car car racing. Um, which we've got a guy called Michael Clementi in Clementi yeah. Racing, and uh, so it's a full Cole Cox Motorsport uh, entry on that car. So the cars are super. Yeah. Um, uh, from from uh, Spain and, it, and basically the, the story with this was that it took ages for them to build the car. They built it, got it sent over. Clemente had two days of testing, then he was uh, qualifying, and then he was racing the weekend and he put it on the top step. Uh, he won his race and he came second on the second race. So we, awesome. I knew by giving him the tools that he needed to get to the front that that happened. And also Extreme E Racing. So Extreme E Racing is basically electric cars uh, racing on extreme uh, 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 places around the world. We, we just did our last races uh, in Glasgow in a, in a quarry. And, um, I've seen this. Yeah, it's impressive. It's really, really yeah. impressive. Apart from, you only get two laps. Uh, four yeah. laps. So you got, so you got uh, women uh, racing as well as guys racing, mm-hmm. and they kind of mix up the field between the two. And um, and because you know uh, Glasgow is not known for the best weather, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, at, at all, um, we had some really interesting racing. Like most of the cars, um, kind of. Uh, either crashed out or they crashed out. <laughs> so we actually ended up, ended up with our first podium uh, on season three uh, and our second race. So we got third step. And then on the next race, uh, we went straight into the hay bales and ruined <laughs> any chances <laughs> any chances of, of getting onto the podium again. But that, So the next race for Extreme E Racing uh, is, uh, is in uh, Sardinia. 
in, awesome. a, in about a month's yeah, time. Right, Carl, we've taken more than enough of your time. No up. problem at Before all, yeah. we go, though, quick question. I'll, Steve, you can ask your question that you normally ask, but Ibiza or the Isle of Man? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> hey, I said I'd throw you under the bus yeah, it's twice true. now. It, it's true. I mean, oh, man. Um, uh, Ibiza for the music and the Isle of Man for the speed. Nice. <laughs> Steve? <laughs> It's got to be the... Uh, I normally do 10 quick-fire questions. You've heard them on the podcast. Yeah, else. Yeah. Pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? Uh, no pineapple on pizza. Get, go and wash your mouth out. Oh, <laughs> we were getting on so well. <laughs> we was, wasn't we? We really was. We connected there for a minute. <laughs> oh, it's been a pleasure. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Hey, thanks, mate. Beautiful. Bang Thank on. you. <laughs> I've left Steve Plater and we are now in someone's garden. I'll tell you exactly where we're going shortly because time is of the essence. So we've sneaked back behind somebody's garden over a little wall down their drive. And this is where it gets exciting because we're now in between a bush and a fence and a garage. And I don't know if we're all going to fit down here. Everybody all right? Yeah. All right, still with us down the side of a garage over a tiny little broken, what's that? Little tiny broken fence. Got to do a little bit of yoga to get over this one. I don't know if you can hear the chopper in the background. I wasn't kidding lads, was I? The podcast boys are just looking at me like I'm crazy. But once we, once we get out of here, down the other side of this garage, oh, I'll tell you what, if you're a little bit obese, you're not gonna make it through there, but, as we get here, we're going through this garden. This is not our garden. Hello, little doggy. We're going to climb up the grass here, go in front of somebody else's house, through the bush. You know, I love a bit of bush dodging. I'm out of breath. Quick. And there we go. Right in front of us is the secret garden. Oh, right. Let's get in here. Let's get involved. I'm going to jump on Tommy Hill straight away. Tommy, wait. Watch the bikes. Watch the bikes. Watch the bikes. <laughs> There's Dean Harrison, literally just his second gone past us. Kyle Ride's here. Kyle Ride's here. Tommy Hill's here. I'm going to say hello to him in a second, but we've just seen Dean Harrison come down. The only way to describe this place is, Tommy, describe it. Mind-boggling. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, come here 10 years ago, but every time... Yeah, every time we come, it's just unbelievable. Um, yeah, balls are still. It's just, it's just crazy. But yeah, amazing place to watch it. Coming out of Argo's Leap. It's fast. Here's Big John. Kyle Ride. I mean, this lot make you look soft. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, I've never watched here, like Tommy said, and it's definitely crazy. That's a, that's a fact. And while we're doing it, we're getting a suntan. Correct. <laughs> Why not? Loving life? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I come last night, so this is the first time I've seen any for a few years so yeah as, as you can see it's absolutely mental absolutely bonkers there's Pete he's already past Davy Todd oh Davy's <laughs> fuck my life oh my god right oh can I have a drink now please fuck me did everybody enjoy that race did everybody enjoy that? Um, I don't even know what to say. The uh, 
The Lesson in How to Ride a Super Twin by Michael Dunlop. That was bloody insane. And Jamie. All right, calm down, we'll get him on. Anyway, let's get third place on first. Everybody give it up for your third place rider, Jamie Coward! Take a seat, mate. Hop down here, right on end here. Next time we'll sit here, yeah? Shh. Next up, first time on the podium. This young man was hobbling about last year, but he's made it onto the podium. Everybody give it up for Mike Brown. Well done, mate. And like I said, this man showed everybody how to ride a super twin, 24 TT wins. And he is sick to death of talking to me. Everybody give it up for Michael Dunlop. It's coming, keep it going, keep it going, it's coming. Here he is. Take a seat, mate. Right. I'll not keep you too long, because we should all be in bed by now. Jamie. Yes, darling? Right, keep, keep that mic, all of you, keep those mics, especially you two. What keep these mics right close up here, right? Is, is that all right, yeah? That's perfect. Okay, Justin you. will sort the volume out. Um, when you came into Park Fermi, up the return road, you looked a little bit disappointed. Yeah, yeah you're going to be, aren't you? You want to be, you want to be where Michael sat, but uh, having sat down and reflected on it, it's, uh, it's not a really bad day in the office, is it? Finish on a TT podium, you know, so... Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy. I'm, uh, the team have worked tirelessly all week on all the bikes, and we've had a really good week so far, you know, and this, like I said, this is just... Uh, yeah, I've, I've, I'm just like I say, I'm quite chuffed a bit, chuffed a bit now, really. Good, so you should be, because you have had a phenomenal week so far, and to uh, to get to this point in the week, a couple of top five finishes, and a podium, it's yeah, not it's to not, be sniffed at, is it? Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? So, but like I said, it's always, uh, like I said, you want to be sat where Michael's sat on the on the top step. So hopefully one day it'll happen, but we'll just keep nibbling away and chipping away, and we'll um, we're getting there slowly. <laughs> how how close did you know the race was between you and you and Mike? Uh, I, had, I had quite a few pit boards out there, so lap two I had a glance at a pit board and it said minus or plus 23 and minus one or whatever. And uh, I kind of I knew who it was straight away because his lap times in practice have been really good on the on, on the bike and stuff. So I, I knew I had to dig fairly deep on that last lap to try and break him. But <clears throat> like I said, he he, uh, he he beat me to it. So fair play to him, he's riding well and uh, yeah, good good job. You were riding well as well, all right. Credit where credit's due. But Mike, this time last year, hobbling about on two broken ankles, and this time, smashed it. I think it was that interview you did with me up on the, po uh, up on the road. That's what, t that's what made the difference. How does it feel, mate? Yeah, look, feels good with uh, two working legs anyway. <laughs> Yay. Now, I thought, my I thought Michael didn't say much. <laughs> Right, talk to me about the race though, because it was a ding-dong battle between you and, uh, and Jamie. He was leading it, then you started to catch him up, then it swapped, then it swapped again, and then you got the lead well, into second place. Yeah, look, I won't lie, I can't even remember half the race, but um, just saw one or two pit boards, I saw plus 20, minus 20, and there was one or two boards were wrong, and I was getting a kind of mixed signals, and um, just saw a board and Ramsey, um, can't even remember what I said, but I knew it was close, and I just gave it everything over the mountain and paid off. 
that bike, that, that, that bike looked fast. Yeah, well, look, credit to be fair, the bike is fast. It's very fast, like, and that obviously helped. Yeah. Michael, you're sick of seeing me. I, I, I suppose it's, it's a blessing, like, on one hand, you have to talk to me, but on the other, it means you've done pretty well, so, you know. Personally, yeah, sick of looking at you. Not sick of sitting here, but sick of looking at you, yeah. <laughs> I love you too, mate. Oi, da, whoa! Even they know what you're like. <laughs> well, that's Michael Dunlop, everybody. That, that was, like, all joking aside, that was, that was pretty dominant. That was, start to finish, just a textbook performance. Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, fairness, my bike's fantastic. Um, we've run a bit of momentum this week as well with, with the races, and... It, it's just sort of all come together and knew Jamie was going to be fast uh, knew then Mike was and then was going to be in with a shout and I wanted to try and uh, stay at arm's way with a bit of bother last week uh, so the engine builder or the man that owns a bike or builds a bike arrived this morning so he, he just went over to make sure everyone was alright so I was very gentle with the bike to make sure uh, it lasted the three laps Were you feeling were you were you feeling all right after that superstar race? Obviously, it wasn't the result you wanted, but you seemed to do pretty well in it. Listen, uh, we knew it was going to be hard. Uh, the superstar race this morning was going to be difficult. We didn't go the right set, and I, I picked the wrong set to go with, and it made the bike hard work. But you have to keep stepping the game up here. It's getting quicker and quicker and quicker, and all the lads are getting quicker, and you just have to keep trying to make the bikes better. And sometimes you, you get that right, and sometimes it just makes it hard work but with this super twin no changes between now and the next race is it is it good to go as it is settle wise uh, bike was great i can't fault the bike um in any way um as i say that in practice we had one real good lap on it and uh, we just today was to try and get her nurse home and make sure she was fit to do the three laps and i say that she was fantastic well that's it it takes you on to uh one tt win above john mcginnis now Mm -hmm. two away from your uncle so right. so far so good yeah, it's been good you know the, the, regardless of what the rest of the week brings it's been a good start to the TT and uh, as I say uh, when you're getting here look, these boys are all riding hard I know Jimmy from from the twins over the years gone by uh, Mike as well is coming up as well you know none of these boys make this job any easier and it, it's uh, uh, the job's getting harder sweet right I've had, I've had my allotted five minutes with you, so job done. Good. Well done. Thank you. So, Steve, it's the end of the day. Um, the, f the sun finally came out, but obviously we, we ended um, the, the day of racing how we never really want to end a day of racing. Uh, the news came out that we lost Raul Torres Martinez. Um, and it was, again, it was only a couple of days ago that we actually had him on the podcast as well. Yeah, great guy. You know, uh, friend to many, not just in the paddock, the BSB paddock as well, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, he'll be sorely missed, of course. And uh, at this point in time, nobody's really sure what happened, but that will be, will be investigated and uh, just wishes go out to all of his family and close friends. Yeah, my sentiments as well. Um, so let's move our attention to the racing. Obviously, we saw Mike Brown 
on the podium for the first time. Uh, he came here with two broken ankles last year. Um, so he's, his performance has, has been well received. Um, he put up a good fight against Jamie Coward all the way in that race. Um, and then we saw Michael Dunlop take his 24th TT win now. History. You know, history for Michael Dunlop and, uh, of course, Mike Brown, you know, pushed and caught mm -hmm. Jamie Coward, uh, passed him. Coward did edge back in front of him on the last lap on one split sector, but um, he did a great job, uh, young Brownie, you know, and uh, brought it home for, uh, for a great position, obviously second place on the podium. Um, he is a star of the future, you know, which, which we need, of course, and um, hopefully... Um, he'll have more luck on the bigger bikes for the end of the week and, and put on a good show as well. Yeah, exactly. And then talking of the bigger bikes, Superstock this morning, we saw Connor back out there, which was great. Um, he looked absolutely shattered when he'd finished those three laps. So hopefully he'll be uh, rehydrated and, and ready to go for the for the next set of races. Um, Peter Hickman took his 10th TT victory, put him on, um, on, a, on a level of Ian Locker, Jeff Duke. So... Hickey really needed that one, didn't he? Very much so. Got his mojo back to a certain degree. You know, he come out of the blocks fighting like he had to do to try and stay in front of uh, Michael Dunlop. Um, you know, I think BMW now won the last six races in the Super Stock, and Hickey's won uh, the last four of those. I'm pretty sure 18, 19, uh, 22, and 23. So, yeah, he's putting on a great show and uh, a tough man to beat, obviously, this year two super stock races so it's all to fight for again on friday that's it i think if Pete can get out of the the blocks in all the big bike races fast like he did today he did a 30 uh, a 133 nine from a standing start and with a a mandatory pit stop as well so he was on it from the from the get-go weren't he yeah, good race, and uh, it was always going to be tough to beat, you know. And Michael had no excuses, really. He just kind of said, well, I wasn't quite feeling it today, and that was that. Yeah. And then if we look to tomorrow, we've obviously got the Monster Energy Supersport Race 2. Highly likely to be dominated by Dunlop again. And then we've got the three-wheeling media sidecar Race 2. We've got the Birchels out. We've got the Crows out. We've got Pete and Jevon Wormsley, and potentially we could even see John Holden back on that podium again. Hey, I hope so. You know, the schedule's just been changed. It is sidecars first now from what you've seen printed and uh, published in the programme and stuff, But uh, and Super Sports will be going out later. But yeah, all to play for. You know, of course, Birchills are the favourites, but uh, there's a host of people that could be getting on the podium, and it'd be great to see uh, um, the FHO outfit pushing those Birchill boys once again. Yeah, I think they will. Steve, for now, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, buddy. And we'll speak to you all tomorrow.